And I realized there's something different that happened because of that. Something I realized something had changed to me because snakes don't have ears. Mm -hmm. They only feel vibrations. Vibration. Right? And so it accepted me because whatever in me had, had died and, and I just haven't been the same. Welcome to Going Within, the podcast where I, David Naylor, and our guests dive deep, sharing our transformative journeys with psychedelic therapy and other awakening experiences. Join us as we explore the life-changing potential of going within and listening to inspiring stories of transformation from various life experiences and ceremonies. Now, let's go within. Patrick Stringer is a dynamic, multifaceted individual who has led a fascinating and varied life. At the heart, he's an artist and creator who always seeks to bring his unique vision to the world. After completing his education, Patrick embarked on a career in radio as an air personality and creative director. His talents and creativity quickly earned him a reputation as a top performer in the industry. If I had one thing to say about Patrick, he has gone through one of the biggest transformations and awakenings through plant medicine and his therapy, and I'm so excited to have him on the show to share about his experiences. So today, my wish came true. I always wanted to have an alien on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and today uh, is the day. So uh, Patrick, welcome to the Going Within show. It's an honor to have you on, and thanks for being here. Man, thank you so much for having me, David. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's an honor to sit here with you and to share this, co-create with you on yeah. this, this podcast. And, and by the way, like, you know, it's funny because you saw me in an alien in a journey, I right? Did. And I did. You, you shapeshifted that back into to me an to let me know what I was. Uh-huh. Because as an, at an early age, I would tell people I'm from another planet. Like literally uh-huh. four or five, uh-huh. I, I would say I was an alien. Uh-huh. I don't know where that came from, uh-huh. you know? So it's, it's pretty wild that you saw that. <laughs> it, it, what is it like to be real, coming into your realization that what you always knew is actually true? <sighs> it's almost a relief, yeah. right? <laughs> it's a relief. That. Okay, well, yeah, there's a reason yeah. I'm so odd. I'm an alien, yeah. right? Like there's, yeah. there's a reason that I, you know, see things and feel things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what a weird way to start the podcast. I, know, it's, like, it's, yeah. I'd have it no other way. Yeah. You know, just to give people listening and watching a little context, um, I met you because you came to Within um, maybe about nine months ago, and you had been sitting at another clinic or clinics, other types, doing ketamine treatment mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that'll probably lead me to the first question of like, why did you look for ketamine or psychedelics? Like, what was going on in your life that had you? draw to psychedelic medicine yeah um i i think there's always been um like i've been through recovery in my life i've, I've had some addiction issues mm-hmm. right and um went through the 12-step route i've been through counseling and, and done all that but i could just seem to be that i never fully could heal mm-hmm. right to get to a place of a settledness inside mm-hmm. for whatever reason mm-hmm. and um, it was almost out of a place of like rock bottom and desperation, like nothing mm. else is working, mm. you know? And it was like, um, when I sought psychedelic treatment, you know, my then wife had left, mm. you know, I'd already looked into MDMA, couldn't find a facilitator previous to that, but like, um, ketamine was on my radar mm. because I knew I could get that right mm-hmm. for clinical use. Mm-hmm. And, um, when my, my wife and I, you know, split up, it was a difficult time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 
I just, um, I, it's like, I just, I didn't, I didn't really want to live, right? Like I, but I didn't want to die either, right? Mm. And, and then it's a really difficult thing to understand and explain. And I think if people feel it and been there, they know, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I sought out ketamine to, as a, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to try this. Might as well try something different, you know, as scary as it seemed to, to go and to do such an extreme measure of like, you know, putting on blindfolds and taking ketamine and just, you know, flying through the cosmos, you know? Um, and I'm so glad I did. Wow, man. So when you say you're so glad you did, what, what happened? I mean, you were going through, you said a rock bottom, your wife and you divorced after how many years? Um, we've been together 11, 11 but married years. almost 10. Yeah. yeah. So a decade of marriage, um, rock bottom. And you, you know, what, what happened after this treatment? Well, you know, I spent a lot of time previous to that, like building a business too, on top of that. And that was starting, you know, my relationship with my business partner was at rock bottom, at rock bottom. Mm. And then he wanted out, he wanted, mm. you know, to either dissolve the business or for me to buy it or him to buy it. Yeah. So I chose to sell it to him. Got it. I was in the middle of a divorce, you know, like mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know, I just was like, yeah, just let it go. What and else then, was rock bottom in your life? <sighs> emotional state, spiritual state. Like I was, yeah, mm. I was an empty shell. I was taking 60 milligrams of Adderall to keep up, mm. you know, with uh, life. Uh, I mean, uh, and like, I was just exhausted. I was mm. just exhausted, you know, mm. and. You know, the ketamine offered me that realization into myself, right? Gave me my own voice, peeled away all the walls and the layers that had built up around my heart over time, you know, and allowed me to hear that voice again inside and not everybody else's voice, not other people's voice, right? Like not all the clutter from the news and, and whomever, but me, the voice inside of me, you know? There's so many people that are in that space and stay there for quite a long time. And then they just label themselves. I'm depressed. I have anxiety. Uh, they get the pharmaceuticals. And I can't tell you how many stories. Why didn't you go that route? And just that was a, that's a question I really have. Why not just what really had you going deeper to transform? Because obviously you've gone through a major transformation. And you've lost how much, how much weight have you lost? Yeah, I've lost right, 10, 15 pounds Amazing. You know, since then. And, you know, put on a little more muscle. I've gotten in a lot better shape. I feel yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, just mentally sharper. But um, I think that I had always been told about the traditional medical model mm -hmm. of, you know, you know, psychiatric medicines and whatnot. And I'm sure they do help some people. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think I had tried, I not think, I know I had tried them like years ago. Um, and... You know, I, I just didn't, it didn't, I didn't, it didn't, I don't think it worked for me that well, right? And, uh, you know, I'm more, I started to become aware of this medical model that is kind of sold to us, right? I, I remember, I don't know, I got sick and I was always brought up to be like, go to the doctor when you're sick, mm -hmm. right? So I went to this doctor, I was sick and they gave me some, some antibiotics and it made me sick for like three or four months, just the medication alone. And then mm. that started to open up my awareness about what am I doing? Why am mm. I putting this in my body? Why can't I heal myself? Mm. Right. And so that's when I started on that path of like, you know, just, I'm going to heal the source, right? I want to like take care of myself. And so I had started working on my diet and exercise. Right. And then, you know, um, 
and just allowing myself to heal. And that's why whenever it came time for me to, you know, look at myself again and to try to heal because I, I was just wounded, right? Um, I was exhausted that I chose a different route other than medicine. Right? And I think that's what I'm so glad you brought that up because that's what I want viewers and, and listeners to understand. No matter how bad a shape someone is in, no matter how depressed, anxiety, how much weight you're carrying, how much uh, just your life is in the darkest place, there is a light around the corner. There's a rainbow across the storm. There is a there is a butterfly on the other side of the of the worm and chrysalis. Like we can heal our lives because I've been there. I've been there, depressed, rehab, anxiety, suicidal, uh, diagnosed with all kinds of medical terms that we all came up with, that medical doctors came yeah. up with. I've been there, yeah. right? And I love transformation. I love healing. I love awakening. And you have one of the most fascinating stories. I'm looking forward to, to understanding more of this. So, so yeah, so tell me, you dove into ketamine therapy after you started to realize you could heal yourself. How did ketamine therapy, th- how, how did this whole therapy work for you? Yeah, I, I remember, you know, um, putting on the blindfolds and, you know, I started um, with, uh, uh, what's it, um, the intravenous uh, You started with, with I, the IV. Yeah, interv- yeah, yeah. Intravenous IV, kind of the drip yeah. model. Yeah, so there's yeah. different, just so anyone listening, there's the IV drip, yeah. there's the intermuscular shot, different, people have di- lozenges yeah. yeah. and then there's, so people have different thoughts and beliefs on what's most effective. But yeah, I know that you started with IV and then moved within. You came to within to do our model. Yes. Yeah. Walk us through that whole process. Yeah. And 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 by the way, there was nothing. Everything was fine. It. it I. I had a lot of fear doing the ketamine, mm-hmm. and um, and I would feel feelings of bliss, but I would also feel heavy feelings of fear that I recognized, Ooh. but I was had a visual to it. I remember. This fear has been with me my whole life, yeah. and I would recognize it in the journey, and um, and I talk about this a lot. On the fourth session, was what I call my ego death or near death experience or whatever that I internally happened. I was fine on the outside, uh-huh. but on the inside, I allowed myself to have a dying experience. See, I allowed that. You allowed it. I allowed it. So I want to be clear that just because that happened to me doesn't mean that's going to happen to somebody else. I allowed that because that's what needed to happen to I me. I can relate. Yeah. And when it was scary and I had to accept death, mm. just like being on an airplane, right? And so no one's like, oh, this plane's going to crash and I, now I got to sit here and wait like five minutes. You can resist it. You can, can resist, resist it and ah, just persist the exactly. fear or we can allow it to work to move through. Yeah. And that's what I had to learn to do in the middle of that journey was accept death in that moment. And I, and I did. I just, just died. I just allowed myself to die. And I just dropped and faded into like a void. And I could look out and see eternity from this void. And, and it, was, it, it seemed to last forever. And it was like colorful and beautiful, but I couldn't access it. I was just in this void. And, um, and you know, I died. Mm. All of that stuff in me died. All of the fear, shame, and guilt, and those the trauma that had been trapped in my body, I, it, it died. I haven't been the same since, since my, I woke up from that. My teacher, who's also, you have, a sim- yeah. you have the same teacher, we have a similar teacher, same teacher, yeah. um, says allow 
is one of the most powerful mm. words that you can use in a journey space, in a ceremony space. Yeah. Because when something comes up, we need to look at, if we can just allow it to happen, even though it's scary, it moves the energy that's been stuck in somewhere mm. in the body or somewhere where it's been stuck and it can move through and allow is one of the most powerful words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you actually, you, you're the one that taught me that too. Mm. Yeah, I remember, yeah, before we sat in a, another ceremony, mm -hmm. allow, Yeah, you know, and although I allowed that death to happen to me, I didn't even realize, you know, and so I take that word and every time I journey, it's always on top of my mind. It's allow. Mm. So what happened yeah. after that happened? You allowed death, you allowed the void, you allowed that to finally move through. Then what happened? Yeah. I remember waking up, like pulling off my goggles and headphones and trying to explain to the infusionologist or whatever they're called. Um, I don't know. It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. The infusionist, maybe. Um, I like the infusionologist. Infusionologist, the infusion. Uh, but I, I tried to, it was like something happened. You know, I just died. And he's like, man, you're okay. You're okay. And it was hard for me to grasp that I was okay. Mm. Um, as I came out of that, I remember like the unique part of the story, it, it really is like happened two days later. It was on December 23rd, 2021. Uh, I was walking in the park uh, two days before Christmas and it was right next to this pond. And um, it was kind of dusk. It was like starting to be kind of late. And I stepped within like six inches of this fat water moccasin. Like literally the snake is on the ground and I stepped right next to it. And I looked right as it, as I'm stepping and I'm like, oh my God, there's a snake right there. It's and a it, 3D metaphor. Yeah. It just laid there. It didn't move. It accepted me there. It didn't. And I had had two other experiences with a venomous snake prior to that. And they both struck at me. A rattlesnake and a water moccasin. One was wow. when I was 12 and the other one was like 34. Yeah. 30 or 35. And they both struck at me. That was the first time that the snake didn't, and in fact, it just accepted me there. And I realized there's something different that happened because of that. Something I realized something had changed to me because snakes don't have ears. Mm -hmm. They only feel vibrations. Vibration. Right? And so it accepted me because whatever in me had, had died. And, and, and so that really helped the integration process to understand what transformation had happened, what was mm -hmm. going on in me. Right, because it was about the integration. Like, what happened after that? How did I make the stories? How did I put things together? Um, I do know that the rest of the journeys I've done with ketamine have been, I've been able to navigate and to get better downloads because a lot of that fear is gone, right? And so now I'm able to navigate the experience better and to accept and allow, right? Mm -hmm. I just haven't been the same. You know, mm -hmm. even how I look at life. I, I didn't realize this, but like, I was scared of the dark. Yeah. I was afraid of the dark. Now I can just sit in the dark and be fine. This is so weird you're saying this, okay? <laughs> this is just inspiring me. I used to be afraid to fly in the clouds. Oh. I used to be, it, it, it just fear would come into my body, yeah. right? Fear would come into my body if I was around people too close. If it got too intimate, fear would then come up in my body, mm. right? There were lots of areas where fear would engulf me, right? <sighs> By sitting with plant medicine and going through similar allowances, going into the void, going into the infinite, going into the oneness, going into eternity, whatever it is, to move through my body. When I'm in the clouds, I can take that breath and it's almost like an anchor now where the fear is not doesn't rush in anymore. Or when I'm intimate with someone, that fear doesn't rush into me anymore. So the journeys have correlated yeah. with real life change. 
yeah. where the depression's not there, the fear's not there, the anxiety's not there. I can't explain it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give one more little metaphor. I remember going to Peru, and on the way back, <clears throat> I had I, I went to Peru, South Ayahuasca, um, did a darkness retreat, you know, the whole thing. And on the way back <clears throat> on the plane, we were in the clouds, and my I'm looking out, and the engine, the left engine, blows right in front of me. Sparks, Whoa. fire in wow. the clouds, and I was able to just go within and just be be. And of course, we got to Lima, right? Because mm. we had another engine. Yeah, but like that metaphor, right? Wow, to, it's like crazy is because that? we are, and you know, quantum <laughs> physics is showing us. Yeah, we're actually creating reality. Reality is not happening to us like we've always thought. We're actually creating reality mm. with our with our deep beliefs and reality of what we believe, right? So the journeys when they go when we go within, <clears throat> and we start to get answers and downloads and awareness, mm. things shift so much in our brain where then life starts to show up differently. Wow. So we are really responsible for our own reality. Do you yeah. find that to be true? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. And the first thing that comes to mind is feeling worthy, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't feel worthy, if you're stuck and you're being beat down every day, then you're going to create that route. Oh, reality of not yeah. being worthy. And you're gonna pull in people who treat you like yes, you're unworthy. exactly. It's because it's just vibration. Yeah, you're just attracting that to you. Wow. And I think that's a lot, I think I was surrounded by a lot of that, you know, previous to the community that I'm in now. Mm. You know, a lot of people dropped off of my life when I started this path. Same. Well, that vibration so falls pain. away. Yeah. Right? Because we're in a vibration, right? Right. Yeah. But it, in the moment, it's it's feelings of loss, betrayal, right? A grief, right? And it's like, it, it's difficult. But man, like the other side of it, the people that are in my life, the community that I'm in, like the love that I'm surrounded by now. Yeah. I'm supported. You know, I'm totally supported. It reminds me of, of, okay, we're just vibration, right? Frequency. We yeah. know that. We're made up of particles and molecules. We're really, you know, the illusion of the hologram, right? Yeah. So I used to go to like Buffalo Wild Wings where it's loud music and TV and fried food, right? There was a point in my time where that was my vibration, right? Yeah. And then attract all the people that were in that vibration. Now, I wouldn't, no offense to anybody listening who goes to Buffalo Wild Wings. It's just <laughs> not my place. It's yeah. not my vibration. I'm going to go to a place that has soft music, yeah. uh, maybe, you know, candlelight, a connection, intimacy, mm. and then I'm going to draw and connect. So it's just interesting how we can move through our, if we want to, we yeah. can expand, we can evolve, we can, we can, we can expand our consciousness. Yeah. Do you find that to be true? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, it, I've had the same thing happen since I've entered into this psychedelic healing journey where I, I I no longer want to be a part of any of that, right? right? I want to have more intimate connections and a calmer environment, right? Because I didn't realize how much that was revving up my nervous system. Hundred percent. Yeah. Bright lights and bright lights, all sounds, the stuff noises. and everything. And it's just like and, and I didn't even realize how much it was affecting me. Right. You know, and all right. the other people's energies and everything. Right. And it's like now I'm very <laughs> careful who I share my energy yeah. with, who I'm near, where yeah. I am. And how long I'm there, you know? That's wow. beautiful. So much man. coming to me even this moment, like talking about it. So okay, so you were you were doing the IV treatment at a at an at another clinic, yeah. and then something drew you to within. What drew you to within, and how did our model, um, I guess, add to your journey? Yeah. 
Thank you for asking. That's a good question. Yeah. And um, I had a vision of within while I was in a ketamine journey. At another clinic. At another clinic before it even existed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's why it was spoke to me so loudly because I saw it before it ever happened. And I say I saw it in the journey. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I saw it in the journey or if I actually integrated it after the journey. Either mm -hmm. way, it became, I had this vision of a retreat of a holistic place with love and mm -hmm. you could stay at, mm -hmm. right? Um, a retreat. Mm -hmm. I envisioned that. You know, because I remember going through, because the recommendation is six treatments yeah. over what, a five week, four yeah. or five week period. Six, this yeah. was what I did, mm -hmm. the protocol. And I remember just how raw I was from doing that. It ripped mm -hmm. off all my skin. And I had the luxury, because I owned a business, I had the luxury of taking off that time from work. Yeah. But not everybody would have that luxury, right? And looking at it, and I'm like, everybody should have that luxury. Everybody should take care of themselves and treat themselves to that time. Give themselves a cocoon. Give yes. themselves their own cocoon, right? It's so important to be able to give yourself that process. Yeah, because you think, oh, I can't take five, six weeks off. I have this, this, and this. Well, guess what? You're going to lose all that if you don't. You right. know, like it's eventually going to fall off if you're not taking care of yourself. Right. Take a pause. Take a pause. It's okay. Mm. You know? And mm. yeah. So I had that vision. And then I had a buddy uh, from jujitsu that um knew you mm -hmm. we had a mutual friend and mm -hmm. he's like hey my buddy david opened you know he was a pastor <laughs> i'm like what wait there's this and pastor a, yeah. you know in another life i was a What's pastor for a few years and i yeah. love that about you i loved yeah. i'm like wow this is this is a guy i gotta meet okay that was very attractive right yeah. because like i saw growth and i saw a path mm -hmm. and i recognized that path mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, I need to meet this person. And so I, I kind of ignored it at first. I'm like, yeah, great. I already have a place or whatever. And then I'm like, whoa, I need to listen to you. Mm. I'm being guided, mm -hmm. right? Being guided. I need to, there's voices that are telling me things for a reason. They're saying, hey. So that's whenever I started doing the research and, you know, and I was like, wow, this place is really cool. So, you know, I'll go over there and tour. I, I remember tour. that day. Yeah. We sat right here. Yeah. We sat in here that and talked, great. you know, and shared yeah. our stories. And, yeah. You know, but the minute I, felt, I came in, I just felt the love and warmth of this place. And, you know, it was so new and everybody was so welcoming, you know, and, and uh, you offered me a great deal and a treatment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, I was, yeah, I went and I did the treatment and I was just, I was so pleased with it. I, I felt mm -hmm. loved and cared for. I felt held. I was very tethered, mm -hmm. right? Like, even though I was out in the cosmos, <laughs> I was journeying. I still was connected to my body, mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed. I really had a lot of comfort in that. I felt like somebody was holding space for me and I liked that, you mm -hmm. know? And, but yeah, you know, I, I connected with you and um, the people here and, you know, and I believed with, you know, what you guys were doing, mm -hmm. you know? So I just jumped in with both feet. You jumped in with both feet, both hands, <laughs> full head, like yeah. you cannonballed. Yeah. You cannonballed in here. Yeah. Um, that's amazing, man. Yeah, you're you brought so much energy and laughter and fun and medicine, and then you just became a friend and a brother. And now we get to journey together and go to ceremony together yeah. and sit together, and it's been it's been so fun. So, all right. So I hear the there was pain, there was rock bottom, then there was the start of ketamine with the IV, then there was the transformation you went through. Now let's talk about what you've been creating. 
because now the butterfly is flying. It's the it's got the wings. Mm, yeah, and your wings are beautiful mm, and colorful. <laughs> and one thing you've created are journey socks. Yeah, right. You've built things. You've created things in the past. Uh, journey socks are taking off. We're all, I, everyone's wearing them, right? And so, yeah. tell us about. I mean, there are many things you're creating, but tell us right now about journey socks. What inspired that? You inspired that. Oh, stop! You inspired that. Oh, yeah, my no, it's like uh, um. You know, I'll tell you the whole story, but yeah. I remember one of the first memories I have of sitting in here with you, and I think it was shortly after we had, we had sat with um, the Toad. Yeah, um, Mighty Toad. I think it was around mm -hmm. that time you were wearing these socks with, they were like tie-dye socks with an alien on them. <laughs> And they just really well, stood that was out. a picture of you, by the way. Is that what that yeah, was me? That was you had, you. Yeah, you had me on your side. <laughs> so you inspired me. And I those. just I'm like, it just seemed like so much fun. And um, and then I think I'd, I'd seen you wearing those in ceremony before. And I always just had, you know, because you take off your shoes when you go into a ceremony. Right. 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 It's tradition. You walk in uh, and I'm just wearing white tube socks. And you bring a totem usually to a ceremony, right? Like uh, you always bring. So my socks were like a totem. Ah, see, that makes yeah. and it, it gives. I love it. It's something you're bringing in and it's. It just, I really like that because I'm a shoe person. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just expressive. And so I, I thought, wow, I like that. And, and so on a journey we did at that teacher, yeah. um, I had been kind of milling with the idea of something along those lines. And during that actual ceremony was whenever the whole journey socks came together, you know, which is the first intention-based mm. sock. And it says intention in right here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's for people that are on a journey. It could be any person. It doesn't have to be a psychedelic journey. No, yeah. Any kind of journey to remind you of what your intentions are for that day. Someone who could be backpacking across Absolutely. a country. Yeah. Bring your journey socks. Bring your journey socks. Or To me, like I like to write my intention on the toes when in ceremony. Yeah, you can so write can it right here. Like, there's yeah. a perfect place to write. And I'll tell you, for anyone who you know picks up journey socks, there's so much love and magic and intention behind these socks, and there's so many yeah. people wearing them that you will create magic just by ordering these socks and wearing <laughs> them. Yes, yeah, it's. I've only got one pair that I'm working on, and and I'm not some kind of like designer necessarily. I'm, I'm I've always been a creative and an yeah. artist type, right? And yeah. so I'm like, ah, I'm gonna try something different. Yeah. And I think the psychedelics allowed me to think outside of what I've been told that I could or couldn't do. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, why can't I create socks? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why can't I, you know, let's do something. Let's, and I wanted to give back and, and help people with their intentions and, you know, to, to be able to integrate. Cause you could take journey socks into your ceremonial journey or into your business meeting or whatever yeah. and be reminded. Right. Um, let's say you take it into a ceremony and you're, it's be loved. Right. Like I want to love myself. Maybe that's your intention or allow. Mm -hmm. You can take them out of that journey and still be reminded of what that intention was. And that's what I really like about it. I mean, how many, like, I forget what my intentions are a lot of times, oh, you know, yeah. afterwards. Same. Or I try to find my journal or whatever it is. It's like, where is my journal? You can't <laughs> forget if it's on your socks, right? <laughs> exactly. But anyway, but yeah. And, and really, it's really not even about the socks. You got to create from thought, yeah. idea, creation, prototype, giving away. Yeah. What was that feeling like? Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's, um, I, I was just the, 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 the what the, the biggest, it's so hard to explain. Gosh, as but I'm, you see the magic in your eyes and the laughter and that's what I I'm born, feel it. that's it's what I'm born into. Yeah. Like everybody, we're creation creating itself all the time, whether yeah. we know it consciously creation or we're subconsciously creating itself. our old patterns. We're creation. 
you got to experience creation. Yes. Look at the magic in your eyes. Look at that smile. Yeah. So it's not about the socks. That frequency you're in, what's yeah. the next thing you'll create? What's the Ooh. next thing you'll create? Thank you for creating Journey Socks. Thank you for the inspiration. Yeah. What would you tell, what would you tell anyone watching or listening that just you know, feels hopeless, that feels like they're in the darkest place, they're at rock bottom, what would you tell them? You're loved. Mm. You're loved, someone loves you, mm. you know, and um, it will get better. Yeah, I've been there, so. What are some things that they can, they can do? Accept. You know, um, shut out all the, all the frequencies, all the stuff and just go within, mm -hmm. listen to your own inner voice, just stop. You know, one of the things that I did when I was at my roughest place and it's still become a habit to this day, um, I put on a 40 pound hiking backpack mm. and I would go walking in the park four or five days a week. This is like right after my wife and I split and I was mm -hmm. going through all the stuff of the business. Mm -hmm. I would just go walking in the sun in the park with this 40 pound backpack with the intention to wear myself out. Mm. So I didn't have to feel and think as much. I just needed to wear myself out. Mm -hmm. And I would take an Epsom salt bath. Yep. You know, and it was like all I could do just to survive, right? Mm. Like that's what I did. That mm -hmm. helped me survive. And I'm just I'm like, I just gotta get through this day, mm -hmm. you know, and use my body. And and plus walking, I would wear headphones. Mm -hmm. And I would just listen to just like some transient kind of mm -hmm. music, you know, vibrational, mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, music that just really healing music. Mm -hmm. And so that was a meditation, mm -hmm. right? And so downloads were happening and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. And I was, I was feeling some mm -hmm. um, very settled mm -hmm. through that process. Mm -hmm. You know, I was integrating a lot of my ketamine experiences, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. You know, if I were to tell somebody that was really struggling you know, just reach out, reach out and ask for support. Yeah. And just know and know that there is a rainbow at the end. There's a light at the tunnel. There's, there's a butterfly waiting to emerge, mm. right? Because you are, you are source. You are God's creation. You are part of the co-creation with oneness of this God experience that we're experiencing. And there mm. is, you are treasure, you are gold and just ask for support ask for help and watch the universe start to co-conspire to, to help you with that and just be and just and just trust that's what i would say to someone yeah, thank you for all you've done man man thank, thank you. you i received thank you yeah. love you brother love you yeah until next time yeah <laughs> we'll do it again yeah we will real soon <laughs> cool thank you for joining us today on the going within podcast the going within podcast is sponsored by within center Within is a ceremonial psychedelic-assisted wellness center in the heart of Austin, Texas. Discover more about our transformative practices at within.center. If you enjoyed this episode, we kindly invite you to follow us and share your thoughts with a review. Going Within is hosted by David Naylor, production led by Patrick Stanger, and filming and production by Rare Media. Please note the statements made on Going Within have not undergone evaluation by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Within, we strongly recommend consulting your healthcare provider for personalized guidance on the diagnosis and treatment of any disease or condition.